your interaction with alcohol says something about you. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2XP, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hey, Workwives, it's Victoria from Scottsdale, Arizona. I started my current job all virtual, and while we're settling into a mostly remote hybrid, our CEO wants to bring people in quarterly for socializing and happy hours. I've not really done much socializing in the context of work, and I'm not a big drinker, so I don't even know where to start. Help! This is a solid question, actually. And I think what most people are experiencing right now in this like weird are we back in the office or we're not back in the office being in person is useful, but I don't want you back in the office. Like there's something happening around this. So it's time to bring alcohol knowledge back to the forefront of everybody's mind. (laughs) (laughs) That we've all been sitting at home being alcoholics, I guess. (laughs) Well, it's like, yeah, it's like, even if you knew how to do this two years ago, I feel like we just need a little refresher. (laughs) (laughs) Some rules of like, listen, you gotta, you gotta shower. (laughs) You put pants pants on. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, here's how to do a happy hour. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. If you have bite-sized information about how to get more at Corporate America, follow us on Instagram at Ask Your Work Wife. I don't know if these are good ads. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> For me, I came from a very, um, very conservative Christian family, so we weren't drinking. Like we didn't drink. There wasn't really alcohol in the house. Like it wasn't super taboo in our house, but like it just wasn't a part of our lives. But like I was at my uncle's house once and my uncle is, you have to know, is like the biggest wine producer in the state of Washington. He just is. Vanessa just goes into our brunch places. She's like, oh, that's his. Oh, that's his too. We went to this wine bar the other day and then she got one and then she ordered it. And then the waitress walked away and then Vanessa looked at me and she's like, that's my uncle's wine. I was like, no, okay. <laughs> but we, like, I was at their house for something. I feel like it was somebody's wedding. It was like between the first reception and the second reception. So that like, it was some like dead time. And he and I ended up at the house together just by ourselves. And I was like, hey, Uncle David, I don't know anything about wine. And he's like, okay, do you want to start drinking? And I was like, well, not really, but I feel like I'm a professional and I'm going to have to make a recommendation at some point. He's like, well, you're not wrong. Like, there are people who, who like rent out the winery for all kinds of corporate events. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Interesting. I was like, so just tell me what I need to know. He's like, okay. So he goes to the fridge and pulls out like six different bottles of Riesling. He lines them up from dry to sweet and, and just like starts talking to me like, okay, do you know what a Riesling is? I was like, I have no idea. He's like, it's a type of grape. And I was like... We are starting at the basics. (laughs) Fantastic, right? And then he's like, and then how you get sweet to dry is like how much, what the ratio of like alcohol to sugar is in this bottle. Like, oh, interesting. So we go through and we taste each and every one of them. And like we walk through the whole process. And like the next day we went down to the winery, went to the oak barrel room, which let me tell you, a smell so divine. It's incredible. 1010 would recommend. <laughs> and and then like we moved into reds. It was just like, okay, here's here's some things you need to know about whites. Here's some things you need to, about, need to know about reds. We went through the vineyard. We picked some grapes off the vines. It was like, this is why a Cabernet tastes the way it does. Because that's what the grape tastes like. Like it was mm. fascinating. Like just the coolest thing. I now know more about wine than I probably ought to. Right? <laughs> like a little bit of wine nerd. <laughs> but like at the end of that, I had enough knowledge to know like this is the language around this thing. 
So if I'm ever recommending it or I'm ever somebody's asking me about it or we're in that that moment at a dinner where like everybody's ordering a drink, I know how to like pass <laughs> as like someone who knows what I'm talking about or like know how to order around it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Since then I've actually like started drinking a little bit more socially and like it's interesting to like just now pay attention to that. Like, you know, oh, there there is a there is like a culture and a language and like lots of lore <laughs> around alcohol. <laughs> and it's I've just become more aware of it in the context of corporate America that like your interaction with alcohol says something about you. And mm. like if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that we don't like you having labels speaking for you before you enter a room. So when it comes to socializing, when it comes to happy hour, alcohol has that power to like say something about you. So make sure you understand enough about what these things will say so that you are aware of the message you're sending into the world. Yeah, I love that. And Victoria, I like Vanessa, like I didn't grow up with a big context around this and and have not transitioned into social drinking in my adulthood. And so I I feel this exact same anxiety around any social happy hour because the most of my corporate America experience has been also in the pandemic. I just went to a, a work happy hour for the first time this summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like a bowling alley. It's like a bowling alley. Yeah, there's beer. There's beer. Yeah, there was beer. I was like, what's this yellow stuff in this cup? <laughs> That's, mm, yeah, make sure you ask which yellow stuff and which cups, actually. It was beer. Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, we're sure. Um, but like, I, I luckily wasn't in a position where I was confronted with this kind of like social testing. Mm-hmm, Thank mm-hmm. God. Yeah, geez. There's something called whirly ball. <laughs> I was in the whirly ball space at the time. So I guess kind of like avoided it. But Victoria, not wrong. If you don't have the type of knowledge that Vanessa was able to seek out from someone who was like safe and knowledgeable on this topic, where do you get it? I don't know. Like you, you used to know this, like you used to be taught this by like your dad or an older brother or whatever. And like now all that exists is like this frat boy experience where like the purpose of drinking is to get drunk. That's not the purpose actually, <laughs> unless you're like 21 and there's some Greek letters floating around your house. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> I think there's a spectrum that's represented here, right? Like people like Vanessa's uncle, for example, who knows everything there is to know about wine. He's in the industry. It's literally his job. It's yeah. his job. Right. There's people like me who don't drink and aren't I'm not going to drink yeah so you're you're not incentivized to know anything about it actually yeah there's no reason and then we have people like Vanessa who's somewhere in the middle who hadn't drank drunk (laughs) drunk (laughs) who hadn't drunk and and now does and and so she's educated herself but I think most of us probably fall in the space where you do drink and you don't know anything about it (laughs) (laughs) that's like the word that's like the blindly and the blind yeah like that's that's Uh not helpful for everybody so I think I'm I'm gonna have Vanessa in this episode like just kind of walk us through like what we're dealing with here what are the implications for your career in corporate America as it intersects with your ability or not to be knowledgeable about the things that are being drunk I hate this (laughs) drink drink drunk it's it's really I don't what I don't have is is very weird English is hard um and and then like I think we'll put in a little note at the end for people like me who like are sober and don't drink at all. <laughs> this is maybe one of the two times in our lives that we'll give you some hacks there at the end. I want some hacks. <laughs> Tips and hacks. Um, I, I will say like I'm very pleased that maybe in the last five years, maybe even the last decade, alcohol is just has become more of a nuanced conversation. Like it's not expected in every, in every social situation. There's more awareness about alcoholism and some of the problems there. So like alcohol has become decentered generally. Yeah. Like, there's more sensitivity around it, I think. Yeah. And like people are not as nosy as they used to be, nor as judgy. So because of that, most people won't care, but like we do want you to like have this information so that when you need it, you can draw on it. 
even at this happy hour that I brought a lot of anxiety to, no one asked me what I ended up drinking. Yeah, exactly. Like they probably recognize like, oh, she's drinking something. Oh, it's water. I don't care. There's exactly one moment in the evening when like the stakes are high and the conversation's happening. And after that, it doesn't really come up again. Most of the time. (laughs) Most of the time. Right. Exactly. But yeah, I think like I would rather be on the more prepared end of the spectrum. Totally. This is what we hope you take from this. Victoria, I think as you probably know by this point, and this is why you're asking the question, corporate America can be a minefield. (laughs) (laughs) That's an understatement of the century. Take it out of the office, take it out of the Zoom room, put it into a happy hour or a restaurant situation. Like all of a sudden you've got all these variables, plus the people you haven't seen, plus people you've never met, plus, 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 plus. Chaos ensues. It's a minefield. I think what I have found really interesting is this idea that, is this idea that people do kind of judge you based on how you're ordering. So Vanessa, for the uninitiated... What exactly is going through people's heads when in an alcohol ordering situation with your coworkers? To be honest, it's like a little bit of a flitting conversation. It's a very quick moment and it happens at the very beginning of, of everyone sitting down and like that's the first order that goes out. Can I get you something to drink? And everybody goes around the table. And if the right language comes out of your mouth, they don't think about it. Mm-hmm. If there's anything weird that comes out like, oh, I don't drink or I'm not drinking or... Like I ordered something not quite at a cocktail. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like beer at a cocktail place or like wine at a cocktail place or a cocktail at a beer house. You know what I mean? Like it's like, it's like ordering chicken nuggets at a steakhouse. You guys like, unless you're five, what are you doing? It's the same, it's the same vibe, (laughs) right? Like the, and all it does is introduce this little question mark. Like, Oh, why? What's happening over there? And that's what you don't want. You don't want that uncertainty in the air. You don't want that question mark hanging over your head because they're going to remember it and they're going to come back to you. And not in a good way. Yeah. (laughs) It's like when you're like, you found like a cool brand. Yeah. On the internet, you got to serve an ad for it. You're like, is this real or is this from a factory in China? (laughs) Yeah. Like Like without the middleman. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's it's going to be sized really small. What's happening here? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then you like go to their Instagram and it's got like, hundred people on it. You're like, nope. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> right. That's, that's what you're doing in a social situation when you don't know how to order or you're introducing like a weirdness about like, I don't drink or I'm not drinking. And you proclaim it that way. Right. You're not passing the vibe check. Yeah. That's a great way to say that. We just don't want you to have any question marks around your person. You like you, <laughs> like they just, you just want to be cool. Just be chill. Like pass it over. Like <laughs> just blend in. Yeah. Typically, that's all you're going to end up with in a in an ordering situation. It's just at the order that it becomes this like two second vibe check. Thank you. Love that. If there's someone at the table who knows more about alcohol or you ordered something interesting, there may be a conversation about it. Somebody's going to bring it up like, oh, they're like a home brewer or they like collect mezcal. I don't know. Like there's weird people in the world. Okay. <laughs> um, in, in this situation, like you just need enough language to make the conversation not about you and pass it. It's a little bit like a potato. Like, ooh, get away right, from right, me, right, right, right. Totally. So that's the goal. And what that means for you, Victoria, if you're a social drinker, not super educated on this topic, the answer is just Google it. Google is amazing. And I would start with top 10 most classic cocktails, right? There you go. And then like, okay, there's a G&T, there's a Negroni, there's an old fashioned. Figure out what those are. Don't overcomplicate it. You can go into any social situation, order a classic cocktail or one type of beer. Do you want light? Do you want amber? Do you want dark? Pick one. In a wine situation, do you want a dry? Do you want a sweet? Do you want a red? Do you want a white? That's all you need to know. So like you're, you're, if when you get on Google, you're going to end up down some rabbit holes 
resist. Stay in the first paragraph on Wikipedia. You'll be just fine. All right. So it's the first paragraph on Wikipedia for cocktails, beer, and wine. Yeah. hundred percent. That's where we start. So Victoria, I'm imagining you taking this advice. If this was me and I had this episode before the whirly ball moment, I would have like Googled something about beer real quick. Mm -hmm. And that would have been so great for me. But you wouldn't have needed to know before the beer hall whirly ball moment about wine and cocktails. Agreed. So all I'm saying is like, do the research that is requisite for the situation you're going to be finding yourself in. And don't worry about the rest. Totally. In your social situation, your happy hour, you're going to have a meeting invite with a location. Yeah. So go to that location's website, find their menu, figure out what they're serving. It'll be very obvious what they prioritize. My favorite cocktail bar in the world has like six glorious pages of cocktails. Amazing. Doing a fantastic job. If you want the address of this place, let me know. It's a 1920s underground speakeasy. It's doing the best job. They spin vinyl. It's anyway, they're doing great. But at the very last page of the drinks menu in the upper right hand corner, there's like this little box and it says wine and it says red. Good. Okay. Bad. And then it says white and it says good, okay, bad. And there's just a price. There's nothing else listed. Like you, you know, just by looking at that, that they are not a place to order wine. You should be ordering a cocktail. Beer is not even on the menu. So like the answer is no. So when you get a happy hour invite, go look at the restaurant, figure out what their vibe is, and then do the research you need to pass that vibe check. If you are 100% sober, Victoria, I support it. I stand it. Let's do it situations like this can produce even more anxiety. And I don't care what, like why you're sober. If it's because you're in AA and there's an addiction, if there's a religious reason, if you're pregnant, if you just don't even want to fuck with it, every single point in a happy hour can be anxiety producing, which is not great for you to be doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is networking, connecting, making human connections. So you can move projects faster and better in Mm -hmm. the office. Right. We're going to give you some hacks on how to like work around this. First thing to know. Victoria, is what are the non-alcoholic options on the menu? It's again a matter of just going to the website and checking out the menu and seeing like, what are we dealing with here? And I found that more and more restaurants are offering like cool non-alcoholic options. They're very fun. Yeah, there's there's always like a mocktail situation. It's like, check your beverage menu, go all the way to the bottom I'm seeing in bottom left, the one I've recently looked at, actually. Where <laughs> the we, one, where yeah. went to brunch, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's always there, and they're really good. Like, I they, sometimes they pay, order The restaurants pay as much attention to that menu as they do the rest of the cocktail menu, so it's totally great. Totally. There's also the option of, like, just getting around the moment, because we talked about this. Like, there's kind of an intense moment where everyone's ordering that alcohol comes up the most. If you can find a way around that moment to not be present at it, that's the ticket. So it's the bathroom, it's being late, it's running your coat to the coat room or parking a car or something. I don't know, right? Like it's, there's a way to just take yourself out of the situation. Yeah, totally. If everyone's arriving in their own car and it's kind of like an unstructured thing, then it's really easy to like arrive late, even just two minutes late. You don't have to be fashionably late. You don't have to be excruciatingly late. Just like a little bit behind everyone else. Mm -hmm. Figure out where they're sitting, make a beeline to the bar, tell the bartender, hey, I'm not drinking tonight. They're not going to ask any questions. They'll probably... Give you a high five. (laughs) Good job, team. (laughs) I got at least one other sober person in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then ask for something sparkly with a lime wedge in it. You're talking like just soda, lime. Or like if there's there's a non-alcoholic beer there, have them pour it in a glass. That way you arrive with a drink in hand to the table. Everyone's already midstream conversation. No one's going to be bothered by it. And in that case, tip your bartender. Yeah. Exactly. If he's pouring you a soda, he's not getting any. Like <laughs> They're likely not charging you. So you should just give him. Give him 10 bucks. Yeah, totally. 
If someone does ask about your drinking situation for whatever reason. Because they're a pain in the ass. Because they're a pain in the ass. Talk about the weather at least. <laughs> exactly. God. Pick a different small talk, <laughs> Gerald. <laughs> okay. If, if someone does ask, just understand what the thing in your hand looks like. If it's sparkly with a lime, call it a G&T. Move on. Sands for gin and tonic. Thank you. It's a very respectable drink for men and women. So like, just do it. My last, my last like note on this is about an hour into it or halfway through it or whatever the thing is, like when people's drinks are getting low or someone's going for like second rounds, you can be the person that introduces water to the situation. Just get up and be like, Hey guys, I'm going to grab a round of waters for the table. Anyone not want one? And everybody be like, Oh yeah, hell yeah. I need a water. Right. So then you come back with like six or seven waters and suddenly there's water on the table. You can drink water all the rest of the night with no one asking any questions. And for me in my house, I make it funny. I'm like, listen, everyone needs to keep their wrinkles at bay. We're going to stay hydrated. So I'm bringing water back. Stay hydrated, ladies. Future self is going to love you. <laughs> Especially if this is, oh, I crack myself up. Especially if this is like a happy hour that's a midweek thing. Like, listen, y'all, I know we have a 9 a.m. Drink up and I'm not talking alcohol. Put some water in your system because I need you to pay attention and approve some shit for me tomorrow. Make it cute. Yeah, make it funny. Now, there's like one little asterisk on this whole episode, and it's this. If you're the person who knows a lot about alcohol, now is not the time. Sit down. Don't say a word about it. No one cares. This is not the you show. You're here to socialize and make real connections with real people and get what you want. Being the alcohol nerd is not the way. It's not the way. No, if you happen to find other alcohol nerds, that's fine. You can go off to a different table and nerd (laughs) out for a second. But like, you got to remember why you're here. We're here on company time to company things. You're more or less on interview footing. Of course. Mm -hmm. That being said, two drinks max. That's it. Victoria, you got this. We believe in you. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. So Holland, we have to stop. <laughs> I need to know what is Whirly Ball. Okay. Whirly Ball is bumper cars meets basketball okay. meets lacrosse. This sounds like a bad movie pitch. <laughs> bumper cars, basketball. Basketball. And lacrosse? Yeah. So you're in a bumper car. You're trying to, you're using You have a like a little net. hook net. Yeah. And there's a ball, like a wiffle ball. And then you're trying to throw the ball ultimately to make points on it's not a net it's a but it's like a it's like a it's like the backboard of a basketball backboard <laughs> i love this for you <laughs> so if you hit the ball on the backboard and you get points okay this sounds like utter chaos actually it is it's truly chaos and i feel like you should probably be drunk for it it's probably what the beer is for <laughs> yes but two drinks <laughs> <laughs>